This call is being recorded. Good morning, team. Thank you for jumping on the call this morning. I always appreciate you taking this 10 or 15 minutes every Monday morning to jump on my call. And for those of you that listen on, on the podcast, equally grateful for that. Um, but I do like to remind you what my professional purpose is at the beginning of each one of these calls. And it is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of you. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. I am positive of that. I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage certain situations that arise on a daily basis, you'll be more productive, live a more optimized life, and in turn, live a life that is the best version of you. And that's really what it is always about, isn't it? Today, I'd like to set some expectation, expectations for all of those brokers that are listening, that are new or newer to the business, while at the same time challenging those of you that have a mature business um, to take a deep look at your business during this no-fly zone. I want you to hit that, you know, quarterly goal that you're working on right now and start focusing about on what you might do in Q4, which by the way, I must remind you in real estate brokerage terms, um, Q4 on the calendar is really Q1 for real estate brokers because we, we start our year on October 1st, okay, when we're prepping for the, you know, next year. So, I may have to change my terminology a little bit there um, as a reminder. Um, I started my career in 1997 with a small brokerage that supported primarily a large developer of small and mid-sized new construction projects. This brokerage's focus was definitely not that about developing new agents. It was all about selling new construction projects. Uh, my first entry into brokerage was very transactional. We sold a property and we moved on. Um, I went full-time in 2001, stayed transactional in my mindset until I was 100% exposed in the fall of 2007. That fall, I watched a million and a half in commissions evaporate. Um, and that led to me experiencing my real estate heart attack in February of 2008. But after a lunch meeting with a successful agent and lots of hours with my best friend, Google, I realized I needed to shift or change careers. Changing careers was not an option at that time. Uh, the only option was for me to reinvent myself. I was in a pit. And I had nowhere to go but up. I did shift, but the only shift was really in my mindset. Since that February, I built a private client business that doubled four times in five years, helped grow JSIR's or Jameson Sotheby's brokerage president presence in the city by five times, and at the, with the, basically the same number of agents. And I created a side hustle, all using the same strategies that I talk about consistently on these calls. 
Okay, a huge part of success in this business is having a clear path and focusing on the right things. You save time by not wasting time. That's the key. Let me say that again. You save time by not wasting time. Wasting time is created primarily by making bad decisions. Um, you have to create that hell yes filter very early in your career and keep it fine-tuned until it's time to sunset. So today, I want to set some expectations for those of you that are newer to the business and for those of you that have been in business for a while. For those of you that have been in business for a while, I want to remind you, all of you, some of these basics. Now. Some of this will be new. Some of the, some of you will hear it for the first time. Others have heard who have been listening, following me for a while. This is maybe not going to be all new, but maybe spun in a different way. But there are 15 things that they do not teach you in real estate licensing school about building a career in real estate. What is it that they don't teach you in real estate school? Here's these 15 things. Number one, success in this business is not about selling houses. It's about developing your skills and building a database of 100 people. We call that your top 100 in Take Flight. That 100 people that know you, like you, and trust you as their real estate broker. And they think real estate needs, they think of you. But you have that 100 people you are pretty well set. You need to really think about getting this done by your fifth year in the business. Okay. It's not about having contacts or names in a database. It's 100 people that know you, like you, and trust you as a real estate broker. Start this database early and obsess over it from day one. Day one. Number two, I learned something new Every single day, and I've been doing this for almost 25 years, do not let perfection get in the way of progress. Part of learning in this business is you got to go out, make those mistakes, get your head handed to you a few times, and learn from it. Those of you that have been in the business for a while are shaking your heads, right? You sit around and try to read every book and go to every class before you get out and attempt a few things. It's going to be a long time. It's going to take a long time for you to get up and get going. Do not let perfection get in the way of progress. Number three, your past experience in another industry does not fully translate into success in real estate brokerage. It helps. But knowing the market and creating a database of adoring clients is what matters the most. Those that succeed persevere through the difficult times, maintaining a belief in themselves. Number four, brands matter, especially your personal brand. You need to show evidence of success to build a reputation of competency and, legit and legitimacy. We are so lucky to have Sotheby's International Realty as our brand to be able to pair our 
reputation with and our personal brand with because it creates competency and legitimacy on day one the first day that you put that on your business card brands matter just because number five just because you got your license doesn't mean your family and friends will hire you in fact i can guarantee you that your heart will be broken when you find out that someone that you know well has used a different broker to buy and sell and there's several reasons for that as you are growing up through this business um, you'll find that there are some people that want to preserve their friendship with you and they don't want you to fully get under the hood of their life because they know you're going to be seeing financials and some other things and have a lot of insight into their life and their business um, respect that also when you're early in your career there are people that will want a more seasoned professional, potentially right out of the gate. Not always the case, but just know that it happens. Um, do not take it personally, move on, shake it off. But I will tell you at some point your heart will be broken because somebody that you know, could be friend or a family member, will use someone else to sell their home. On average, it takes three to five years to build a real estate business that starts to produce real revenue for you. I've seen, I've seen a few agents break this mold, but it's a small percentage. You need to think about the process just like you would going back and getting your MBA, right? You're in a line of work. You're like, to get to the next level, I've got to take that time and get an MBA. If you go full-time, you can get it done in a year, year and a half. If you go part-time like my wife did, it takes five years. Very difficult to be part-time in real estate brokerage. But you have to look at it like going back and getting your MBA. Um, also, you need to go into it being financially prepared, okay? Or be prepared financially to build it right. I can tell you that knowing what I know, having coached agents, not just here in Chicago, but all over the country, um, if, you, if I had to start over and you dropped me in another city, let's call it Austin, Texas, it would take me two years to build a business, at least, if not longer. Why? Because I don't have any clients there. And number two, I do not know the market. So just because of all of my experience here in, here in Chicago, it will not translate to another market. Okay, just is it is what it is. So that's what I mean about you, your business and your experience in another line of work does not fully translate. If you're a good salesperson, you're gonna be a good salesperson, okay? You got a hospitalian mindset, that's gonna help, but it is not going to translate, help you translate quickly. Um, number seven, it's extremely difficult to be half in right? Part-time starting a real estate brokerage business. You have to commit to the early months of hard work and limited pay. Now, if you're in the world of brokerage, um, uh, people need to know that you're available, right? If you're working another job, it's impossible to be available for them when they need you. Okay. So, um, it is really hard to go part-time right out of the gate, okay? 
uh, the payoff will start at about year three plus. Okay. So trust me, if you can commit to that consistent ever effort and focus on your skills, you will find the investment in your time well worth it. But you got to go in with a plan. You got to go in with a long-term three-year plan. Okay. Hope is not an action plan. Number eight, this is a lifestyle business, not nine to five. You are on the clock all day, every day, and your clients will want to get a hold of you faster than they can get a hold of your doctor, even on vacations. Okay. When I was selling full time, um, my family knew that in a lot of cases, you know, on spring break, when we traveled in March or April, there's going to be a chunk of my day that I was going to be working. Um, and luckily my wife was on board with that and we had it all kind of planned out around that. And she knew that even on Sundays that I was going to be out working open houses. In fact, um, if I wasn't working on Sundays, she would wonder what was up, but this is a lifestyle business. You do not shut it off at five o'clock. You are on pretty much every day. And I will tell you that holidays aren't always exempt either. Remember doing deals on 4th of July, on Labor Day, the day before Thanksgiving. Deals get put together all kinds of times, okay? Again, what I'm doing here, folks, is not scaring you. I'm setting expectations. Number nine, you need to play on offense, not defense. You 100% have to win your mornings. Learn that now. Have it be a part of your life. You cannot get up and hope to execute when you're on your heels. Okay, number 10, identify your, your niche early. And be synonymous provide, for providing world-class service within that niche. You've got the brand, you've got your personal brand, you've got your niche. All of that comes together so that when people think of your niche, they think of you as the expert. That's what we call critical mass. When people just start picking up the phone because they see your sign, they know that you're the expert in a certain area. And what we will be talking about at that point is to how to handle all the volume. Okay. Create a niche and be synonymous with that niche in your marketplace. And that can start early. Okay. Could be a building, could be a, a subdivision, could be a neighborhood. Create that niche. Number 11. Your clients, your first clients should be top, should be the top producing firm or brokers in your firm. Okay. It should, your, your verbiage should go something like this. I am here to help you. No strings attached. Let me open doors. Let me turn on lights. Let me do whatever it takes to be in the energy and the action of the business. What happens is if you add value to those top producing brokers, guess what? you will end up getting opportunities in return. A lot of new agents forget this, all right? They think that they got to go build their own thing, but really the first step is to get in there, 
get your feet wet. And the best way to do that is help top producing brokers in your firm. You have what they don't have, and that is time. Number 12, you must be able to pivot based on market conditions. More on that in September when I get back into these Monday morning pep talks. This market is pivoting as we speak. Okay. It has um, come out of a 12 month uh, overheated condition. Not saying that some markets aren't going to be still incredibly hot, there's still a lack of inventory, but it is shifting all over the country. We're hearing it from a lot of different people. Okay. More on that as, we, as it comes up. Number 13, take every class you can take. All right. Take part in every accountability meeting that we offer here. Okay. I'm excited to announce that in October, we are launching Jamison University. Okay. Um, and Jamison University is going to be, in the beginning, it's going to be really focused on our freshmen and sophomores, right? That are um, newer to the business. We uh, to make sure that you are out on the street with all the tools that you need. I'll be teaching take flight for those of you that have been in the business for a while. Hopefully get back in the classroom, but we will get that done this fall. Stay tuned for timing on that. Okay. Um, number 14, you will earn at the level of your self-development. Okay. The quicker you learn, the quicker you will be compensated for your efforts. You will be paid and compensated at the level of what you know, okay? Your compensation is the value you provide to the marketplace times the, times the amount of people that you help. That is your income. And it starts with your value that you can provide, and that is created by your level of self-development. Number 15, there's five books that I think every agent should read at some point, especially if you are new. If you've read these already, team, go back and read them again. And they're in no particular order, but I feel that you have to read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, chapters number one and two are epic. If, I need, if I'm feeling in a rut, I listen to those two chapters and I get refocused. Um, James Clear took five years to write this book. He is one of the better follows on Instagram and social media. Highly recommend it. Everything he puts out is just pure gold. Highly recommend Atomic Habits. Number two, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy has been a mainstay for so many of you that have followed me for a while. I have people that come up to me and say, Jim, The Compound Effect changed my life. And it's based on those tiny things that you do consistently over a long period of time will all of a sudden help you see dramatic improvement in your results. It is really a brilliant book, easy read. Um, number three, Sell It Like Sirhant by Ryan Sirhant. I think it's fun to get in on the inside look of, a, of another top producing broker. He starts you out when he was doing rentals early on in his career and takes you through to the point where he is selling billions of dollars of real estate. You guys probably have heard of him. I've uh, seen him on um, HETV and Bravo. Number four, Ninja Selling. 
this is a go-to for so many of you who have done the installation. The book is a, is a, is a great book to read, um, written by Larry Kendall. Super important that you have that in your library um, and take an installation at some point, um, you know, in your future. Number five, The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. This is one that I discovered just in the last several months. It is now my operating manual on how I go about my life. And it's basically, you know, 12 week year is 12 weeks in a quarter. All right. 12 quarters in a three year period of time. You want to look at a three year horizon. Highly, highly recommend that book. So those are 15 of the the items that I really feel that are areas that they just don't teach you in real estate school. Now, um, my youngest daughter, Lizzie, is a thinker. Her mind is always thinking big, which I absolutely loved. And she asked me the other day, which job industries paid the best? I love that. I told her she could be, you know, doctors, attorneys, people that get into finance, or just three examples of industries that, that pay you know, really, really well, you know, she, her mind is kind of out there scanning some things that she might have of interest. And again, she's, it's really early for her to be worrying about that, but that's who she is. But I told her, I said, the highest paid people on the planet are salespeople that are at the top of their industry. Okay. Right up there with business owners. And, uh, and if she got into this industry, I would tell her, my daughter, exactly what I told you today. She's starting high school next week, and I've spent a lot of time this summer setting expectations for her freshman year. Um, you know, similar freshman year, kind of similar to being new to the business, right? Lots of change, lots of, lots of uncertainty, you know, trying to find new friend groups, et cetera. It's tough for teenagers to go through that. Um, and if you're newer to the business, consider this your freshman year. You have to do the work, experience the challenges of defeat and the excitement of the wins. You can't just skip to your senior year. There's so many new agents that get into the business thinking they can go do a Bravo show on month one, right? It's, you will find very quickly how humbling this business can be, even if you've been in it for a long, long time, it's humbling every day and you learn to respect it. It does not get easier the longer you've been in the business. Most of you listening today are sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Now I'm going to ask you, there's some areas in your business that you need to clean up. Are you fully maximizing your potential? Success is what you define it to be. I want to say that again. Success is what you define it to be. Are you living up to the standards you set for yourself? Over the next couple of weeks, you will notice a pivot in the weather from summer to fall. Um, as I mentioned, you will notice a pivot in the market. We are moving into a norm, more normalized environment, which I discussed. But what I love about this time of year as we head into 
these early fall months, right? I know we're a month away from officially it being fall, but that weather, especially here, is going to start changing again, big changes even in the next month. But we have to look at our business starting or our year starting on October 1. You really should be wrapping up your year next month and start thinking about this new year that starts October 1, okay, or a calendar year that starts Q4. Um, when I come back here in the in three weeks, I think it's September 13th, I believe is the date when I'm back. Um, we're going to focus a lot on on that, right? How do we wrap up the year? How do we get ready? How do we clean up these areas of our business that are you know, that need a little bit of fine tuning. That's going to be the theme. So until then, stay happy and healthy and productive. And I will be around if you need me. But until next month, be safe. All right. Have a great one, everybody. Talk to you soon.